You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Hello, I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rask. And you're listening to the Australian Finance Podcast. A podcast where we talk about money, finance, investing, and all that good stuff. We're helping you invest your time and money better one podcast episode at a time. Yes, so please subscribe if you like the series. And don't forget you can find us on social media. We're on all the platforms. Kate, where can people go? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rask Australia. That's R-A-S-K Australia. Mm -hmm. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter or Owen Rask AU on Instagram. Beware the imitators. People like to copy us. Without further ado, let's jump in to today's episode. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode, Money and Chill on the Australian Finance Podcast. Yes, November edition, and it's wonderful to be back, Owen. It is. We've got Mini Pizza in the studio, Mini K. Young. Good. How yep. are you? Good. You're back. Yep. Where'd you go? went to Europe. I did a little Paris, Milan, Lake Como and Barcelona trip. Yuck. Sounds exotic. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty terrible. Um, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> and so you're getting up at 5am because you're jet lagged and you think it's dinner time. Yeah. It's not so much like I wake up because like I'm awake. I wake up because I'm starving. Right. And I'm like, okay, it's time for a schnitzel. Because you um, ate three croissants <laughs> for breakfast in Europe. Yes. <laughs> Really? Did yeah. you really? Well, like, they're ch- so cheap. Money-saving tip in Paris. <laughs> Just go to Europe for one euro croissant. That's yeah. money saving tip It was the so day. good. And they're so good. Like, you'd go to Loon and they're pretty good croissants. Pretty pricey. But in Paris, better quality for one euro. And so it's you reckon, the best. you reckon they're better than the Loon croissants oh, here 100%. in Melbourne? 100%. Yeah, they wow. just melt in your Loon's mouth. not listening to this. So. <laughs> you can literally have like 10 of them and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, what was your favorite place in Europe? That's a classic question. Uh, probably like Como. It was so nice. Like, you know, George Clooney lives there. Did you say um, hello? Or? Yeah, I just waved through his window. Yeah. It was he great. probably waved to you. You probably 
Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, he said thanks for visiting Monique. Uh, <laughs> With his Voluto coffee. Um, <laughs> Nespresso, if you didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, yep, <got> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just so relaxing because we did like all the cities, Paris, Milan, Barcelona, doing that late coma in the middle. It was so relaxing and it's just so picturesque. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Last time you gave us on Money and Chill, you gave us your mindset mm-hmm. shift, which was don't see the layover or the stopover as like a huge issue if you're going to save a lot on flights. Yeah. And we asked, oh, yeah. we said, does that just mean you're going to spend heaps of money in the airport <laughs> and then you're not going to save any money? So how'd that so, go? So what I didn't realise, I went to Singapore back in 2017. Yep. Yep. So I already had money left over on my travel card. So oh, I had wow. like 100 Singapore dollars on them. So it was like free money because it's been so long. I didn't even know it existed anymore. <laughs> so did you see the so, butterflies? Saw the butterflies because, um, yeah, everything is free to go in the airport. So saw the butterflies. What else did we see? It's been so long now. Um, did you, didn't you say there was like a theme park or like a roller coaster or oh, yeah. something in there? So I wanted to go to that, but I think it was like slightly outside of like the customs area. So we couldn't go. Uh, well, we could have, but like I just couldn't be bothered going through that whole process. Yep. But, um, yeah, they have like all these cafes there. So you didn't end up spending all the money? I think I have $10 left. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Because then we just ended up like having coffees and food and um, I bought a notebook, like just little things here and there to like kill the time along the way. (laughs) So you didn't end up spending like $500 that you saved on the flight? No, definitely not. Definitely not. And if I didn't have that $100 free money, um, probably wouldn't have really spent that much anyway. So Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of free things to do in the airport, which is really cool. So there you go, layover yeah, you filled and the 10 hours. Definitely did, yeah. And it's just like nice to walk through the airport. It's a cool airport, so yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. You can um, definitely do a lot more. You can definitely do some damage. But yeah, we held back a bit. You, are you happy to say how much you spent on your Europe trip? Yeah, I think, well, I didn't really have a budget to begin with, so I don't know the exact Smart. numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this trip I was like, so previous trips I've always been like super tight, like living on muesli bars, not really experiencing yeah. the food. And this time I was like, nah, I'm just going to go nuts. So I didn't really have a budget. But I think like with flats included and accommodation, it was around five or six K. So not that much in the scheme of things. So this is three weeks. When I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. That is so cheap. <laughs> you had someone to share accommodation. Well, yeah. So then. all the accommodation accommodation was split in half. So take that into account. So it's probably like 12 like grand for two of you. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks. That's nothing. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's real money. Like, it's not nothing. But yep. <laughs> when I think of Europe, I'm thinking like a lot more expensive for some reason. Yeah. And you got pretty cheap flights. Yeah, I got cheap flights. Again, everything's split into two, like meals and everything. Um, transport, like you said, that was split into two. So, yeah, I think the fact that it, it, most things were split into two really cuts the cost. Did this include the money that you said? Remember you said a couple months ago that you were prepaying for some things like tickets to events and that sort of stuff, or is that separate money? No, nah, that's including, yeah. I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah. Know. Just, never mind. I know, I'll do the actual sorry. numbers and let you know, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gone over six. And you, this was you like going all out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I mean, like I, could, I, I only know. bought like six items Can of clothing. I just look at each so other like, going all out. The- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't been overseas for seven years, and so I was calculating for the month in January. I yeah. might need, including flights, ten thousand dollars. I guess it depends where you go, because I did America a few years back, and I did spend ten k. Like that was huge. Yeah. Well, I am planning to go to London. Yeah. So, so. that's like three times the expenses <laughs> <What> the <heck>? there. 
Why am I? Like, okay. <laughs> well, I'm doing I'll something wrong. Back. I'm doing something <laughs> wrong because I'm budgeting like a lot more money. What am I doing? Well, I'm not staying in hostels. I'm staying in hostels. Yeah, see, I'm not going to be staying in a hostel. Yeah. So if you wanted to stay in hotels, like most of them in London, at least five hundred dollars a night. Yeah, that's insane. So where did you stay? Have to- did you? Do I that? stayed in like Airbnbs mostly. So it was like. I Were tried not nice to go. Over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the first one was great. There was lots of mold involved. But anyway, oh. um, that was like so Yummy. disappointing. But we did spend more than like 100 and 150 a night. But again, that's split into two. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. We kind of did it. I got to check myself. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about then, Kate? You're going to give us an update on what's happening because my brokerage account is looking a bit better at the moment than it was a few months ago. Okay. So the only finance part of the finance show. No, seriously. uh, So the two things that people are asking about, stocks are up 11% in six weeks at the time of recording. So that's it's even more if you look at the United States. So US stocks, really good. Aussie stocks, still really good. Uh, 11% in six weeks is a lot of money to make on a portfolio. Uh, so the first reason that that went up is that uh, the stock market is reacting to what's happening in the future, not what's reacting like what's happening today. So when you think about stock prices today, what you're actually getting is the future. So if you buy Telstra shares today, you're getting Telstra's future dividends. So when the future looks brighter, um, your stocks go up. That's basically the way it works. And so for a lot of investors, the future is looking a lot brighter just even than it was a couple of months ago. Like everyone was talking about recessions and stuff a couple of months ago, which now we know is probably going to happen in the United States. It's almost certain. And then here in Australia, we'll probably avoid it, all things being equal. Uh, the UK is obviously a basket case, but we know that now. So all of the things that happen from here, what the reason why the stock market tends to go up before everything else bad happens is because the stock market already reflects bad news so that anything that's good makes it go up much quicker than it goes down, typically. So like the first thing that's good is like lower inflation. Oh, wow, it looks like inflation is finally coming down, up. Um, oh, look, interest rates might not go up as quickly, up. Um, the property market might not be as bad as people think, up. Uh, so that's why we've seen st- stocks rally. So if you own ETFs, uh, Australian ETFs, international ETFs, that's why um, they're going up. Now, that's really good because it means that um, for investors, now could be a good time to start thinking about well, what are those companies or ETFs that I've wanted to buy that I haven't been buying. Um, the thing that we probably haven't seen yet, which is is pain in the property market. And what I mean by that is, I, I, I know you went through this, Kate, quickly before we recorded. If you, buy, if you ever buy a house, you should never, ever plan to own that for less than, say, five years. It's five, seven, ten years. You should never... Anyone that tries to convince you to buy and sell, um, it just shouldn't happen because of what we're like seeing in Australia uh, right now. Um, if you bought in a good location, you bought a decent house that could be sold to a middle-income family, that means you've bought pretty well, so you don't need to worry. Uh, and if you can afford the mortgage repayments, no need to worry. So there's basically three things there. When you buy a property, you only aim to hold it for a long period of time. Uh, it's not like shares where you can buy and sell quickly. Um, if you buy well, the rest kind of takes care of itself, provided you don't get in too much debt. So if you think about those things, the only time you see something scary in the news about property going forward, A, expect that it's, we already knew this, like it was going to be hard. B, you're in a good location. You've bought the right property for you. Don't worry about it. Um, 
Now, sure, we might see some pain in the property market, but for most people like myself, I think for you too as well, we're okay. We've got jobs, we've got a mortgage we can afford. So that's great. For some people, that's not the case, Mm. uh, which is really unfortunate. But anyone listening to this, um, it's important that you have these three things ticked off. You aim for the long term, you can afford the repayments, and you make sure that you buy well. Yeah. Don't rush into it. It's interesting. My variable has now caught up with my fixed rate yep. over the last six months since I purchased the property, where it was quite, um, different. quite different at the time. Yeah. So that's because so, you know how we come out every month and we say the RBA, like that's like the the organisation that sets the interest rate for Australia. That's to try and cool down the economy. You should always aim to be two percent above that. So what I mean is like if the RBA rate is two point eight percent, well you want to be four point eight percent. So that's like the 2% buffer is basically the bank's profit. And so you're aiming for that. That's as a rule of thumb. So if you're aiming for that in your variable? Yeah, in your variable. Now, if you're fixed, then you've got whatever you've got fixed. Mm-hmm. But say, for example, say, for example, you, the RBA rate's 2.85%, which it is. And let's say that you're paying 6% on your variable. You're paying too much because you're more than 2% above it. You want to be like 2% above whatever you see on the RBA website. Um, the way they get you with that is they, for people you know that have rolled off fixed contracts like myself, uh, they push that up higher than for new customers, and that's that loyalty tax kicking in. So you can actually refinance and get it down. Have you felt the sting since you rolled off a fixed? Oh yeah, we're paying more than a thousand bucks a month extra. Yeah. So where does that money come from? That's it. Well, you just have to less money for investing. Yeah, that's less money for investing. It's less money for spending. Um, you know. I run a pretty lean budget. Uh, it might not seem like that from all the coffees that I buy, but actually I run a very lean budget. Like I don't spend on a lot of, st- I don't have a lot of stuff. Um, my Xbox is probably one of my most exotic things and um, <laughs> it's still the like the OG. Like, um, so, you know, for this is a time when you want to be frugal and you want to be cutting back on the n- n- unessential items. So the things that, you don't need every day and you want to make sure you still got that buffer. There will be a lot of families in Australia that have bought in the last few years that will feel the pain. So we just want to make sure <laughs> we just want to make sure that you know you are being frugal now, you're keeping that emergency fund, avoid going into debt. Um, and I think for most parts of Australia, I don't I'm not an expert on this, this is me rambling, but I think for most parts of Australia, people who bought property will be okay. Um, you'll be okay. And that's probably the key thing to keep in mind is you will be okay. Because what happens is if things get really bad, then interest rates come down and all of a sudden the repayments are better. So the reverse happens. It can be positive. So, um, but if you've got like 500 properties, then that's probably where it's a bit. We're probably not the podcast for you. We're not the pro- you can go, the, go across the street to the other podcast where they advocate for lots of debt. Um, so yeah, I think for most of us, it's okay. It's a good news story. Stocks are looking up. Um, unemployment's really low. Australia's doing incredibly well. Just expect a little bit more pain in property. Um, I, to be honest with you both, for me, it's more a case of, well, if property falls, I'd look to refinance and maybe buy another property, to be honest. Um, not to get ahead of myself. I'd still have to do a bit of saving for that, but that's probably what <laughs> I'd be looking to do because like, I'm not I'm not the type of person that buys when prices are up. I'm the type of, type of person that buys when prices are down. So that's my economic update. And we should do some funny music at the end of that, but we don't have any. Um, 
I put you guys both on the spot today to come up with one money tip. Um, we've both been really busy planning holidays, going on holidays, <laughs> being jet lagged. Um, I don't know what I've been doing, but some other stuff. So um, who wants to go first? I'm happy to go. Okay, Kate. So the other day I was trying to get access to my international COVID vaccine certificate, which is different to your normal COVID vaccine certificate that we were all showing when we went to cafes and things last year. Right, okay. And to do that, you need to go into your Medicare account. Now, I'd never linked my Medicare account with my MyGov account, and Hmm. there's a whole set of things you have to fill in when you want to link a new service provider to your MyGov account. Now, it didn't work because, turned out, my Medicare card expired about eight months ago. Oh, nice. Which uh, I hadn't realised and no one had really flagged it. They must not have cared when I went and got my flu shot. So then I had to call the hotline. So I'm thinking, this is going to be a bad experience. I called at 8am straight through to someone to help me. And she was very helpful. Turned out my address was many houses old. Like I was really out of date on my Medicare card. I had a expire a bank account that was no longer valid. And so I got everything hooked up, Medicare linked up, and turned out I had $25 sitting there from 2019. And the lady on the phone said, uh, most people that she speaks to and helps on the phone do have money sitting around from rebates um, just mm. in their Medicare account because they've never put bank account details or they've got an expired bank account or for some reason the money didn't go through. So $25 from 2019 just sitting there uh, waiting for me. So for some people, like I haven't been to many doctors or things in the last few years, but for some people that could be quite a lot more money just sitting there in their Medicare account. So Mm. she showed me how to use the app. So there's the Medicare Express app. Now I've got a virtual Medicare card. She got me to do everything while we were on the phone call. Uh, And so the $25 is heading my way to my newly updated bank account. But um, I just thought there's a lot of unclaimed money sitting around in various places in Australia, whether it's dividends that you didn't have your bank account in the share registry, Medicare, all sorts of things. So moral (laughs) of the story, keep your details up to date. So I felt kind of bad that I had not really updated this for four years but uh, and find that lost money sitting around. I like it. That's really cool. A lot of people probably have that. I'm thinking I have I should have updated my Medicare details years ago. Yeah. Uh, But it just seemed all too hard. But it turned out a 15-minute phone call at 8 a.m., on, in the morning, sorted it all out. So that was something that I'd built up in my head and it really wasn't that hard. Did you choose 8am for a reason? Is that when they opened or like was there, was you, were you I like, just... I'll beat the morning traffic and do it at 8am? Yeah, well, this is just when I thought of it and I was just like, I'll do it before work. Just get it sorted. Uh, okay. yeah, it might take an hour. I assumed I'd have to be on a, a phone queue for a I while. put you on hold. But I didn't. No, straight through to the operator. So cool. it was great. Maybe they knew you were calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Campbell. Well, I need Ooh. to get on to this. <laughs> yeah. Don't let this one go through. Well, luckily I booked my last flu shot via the Hot Doc app. So when she asked security questions and I had to rattle off where the last medical center I'd visited and what date, because I had gotten a few of my other security questions wrong, I was able to rattle off the exact time and date and place. Huh. So that helped. What's Hot Doc? Nice. Well, it's an app that some of the medical centres use that you can book um, your flu shots, your COVID shots, medical appointments, all through. I use it just for normal doctor appointments now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. A Shout lot out of medical to hot dog. practices uh, use it. So it's super easy. Okay, cool. You guys paid by hot dog. Let me just. Check <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I don't know. It was just the local medical centre, medical centre where I got my COVID shots. Used it, so that's just been really easy to use ever since. Cool, uh, Kate. I mean. 
Monique, you're next. Did you did you want to go next? Yeah, or, I'll go next. Yeah, yeah, okay, yep, okay yep. cool. Well, like I've been spending a lot more money recently because of the travelling. Mm-hmm. Not um, as much as we thought. Well, not as much as yes. we thought. Yeah, so I feel great now. <laughs> I feel like I've actually saved. Um, <laughs> but so my few tips are travel-related shock. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I kind of learnt while I was over there, I did like mainly, mainly the cities, so public transport's great. Um, instead of like taking Ubers and spending 30 euro here and there on Ubers, um, we kind of figured out that most of the public transport had like multi-day passes. Um, so for example, in, well, like Como, they use all the ferries to obviously get to each side of the lake. Mm -hmm. Um, so something I didn't know when I was there was that you can get like a, I think it was like a two day or whatever day pass to, um, go to each of the lake for say, like, I think it was... 25 euros or something rather than like I mean I don't think you would take an uber to the other side of the lake because it just doesn't make sense you have to go all the way around Mm -hmm. and take three times the amount of time but um yeah it was just really interesting to see like a really good system that they had and it really wasn't that expensive um but even like places like Barcelona they have really good trains and I checked out their system and you could get like a multi-day pass to like use their buses, like hop on, hop off buses. And that also included to go to the airport return. Um, So like instead of using an Uber to go to the airport, you could just get this one pass for your like sightseeing and also the airport. So it kind of had everything in one. And I think that was about 25-ish as well, 25 euros. Um, So then, yeah, other than that, you'd have to get an Uber, which was around 40 euro or a taxi, which was 40 euro to just go to the airport. So it was like little saving bits here and there while Mm. we were there. Um, But yeah, also another thing that I really enjoyed were being in the places on a Sunday, which meant the markets were open. Yeah, of course. So I got a cashmere, lovely cashmere cardigan, 100% (laughs) cashmere (laughs) for 40 euros. I was so happy. And then, like, I'd go around the other stores, see the cashmere jumpers and everything, and they'd be, like, 200 euros. And I'm like, I totally won with this. So that was only because this market was on the last Sunday of every month and we just happened to be there at the right time. So you didn't know it was going to be there? No. So this was in Milan, a place called Navili, I think it was called. Uh, Excuse my pronunciation. Um, So it kind of looks like you're in Venice. There's, like, a whole... What do you call those things? A lake? Canal. Canal, yep. yep. <laughs> um, and then on each side of the canal, they had these market stalls. And we just cool. went there because I'm like, oh, it looks pretty. They might have a gondola there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get there, there's this massive market. And yeah, so, like so many cool things, so many cheap, cool things. Yeah. So no romantic gondola ride, but a cashmere no, sweater. No, but a cashmere okay. sweater, which <laughs> I was so happy about. I went back and got my sister one as well. <laughs> yeah. What Even, about food? Like, what did things cost over there? You said a euro yeah, croissant. croissants. Were, Thanks, doing some research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> stock up on your croissants. Um, but other than that, food was kind of average um, because I said earlier, like I usually would go traveling and only eat muesli bars because I was on a tight budget. This time I made sure like I went to the nicer restaurants, um, didn't really like skimp out on food that much. So for like a meal, you're looking at 10 to 15 euro, which mm-hmm. isn't that bad 
if you've already exchanged your money into euros. Just for a main main course? Yeah, just okay. for a main. What like, about like a filled baguette or something? Like for those you get on like... <laughs> <laughs> this is very specific. No, this is true, yeah. <laughs> so those range, I'll tell you the range, depending on where you are, it could be like three to seven euros. If you're in like the Louvre, I remember it being seven euros. Mm-hmm. So that's in the touristy section. Is this yeah. like a big thing yeah. or is this like, like a small a long one? roll. Yeah, right. With like ham and cheese. And well, stuff. if we go down here on Flinders Lane in Melbourne, it'd be like 15, 20 Well, yeah, bucks. exactly. So it's like in the scheme of things, it's actually not that much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. Any other bread related questions from the UK? <laughs> what about a baguette? <laughs> a baguette? So like just a plain yes. baguette? That was like not even a euro. It was Amazing. like sets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's good. I ate so much food on oh, the sangria in Barcelona. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Six euros for like a giant like chalice. It was great. <laughs> and that got wow. you through the night? Yes. I've been dreaming about it. I'm like, I just want more sangria. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, and you also got this outfit that you got on for- Yes. I went thrift shopping in Milan. Um, so you I- actually went to the yeah like, so the thrift stores like yeah two dollar stores or another thing that i realized when i was there it was not sale time unfortunately um so everything was not on sale clothing wise and hmm. shoe wise so but then i'm like italy usually has like i'm generalizing better quality clothing yep. the way it's made and stuff um so i was like surely if i go like to the thrift stores mm. there'd be some like i'd score something really cool um, so, yeah, I scored this dress that I'm wearing now. It's, like, from the 70s or something. But, yeah, it's made in Italy. It looks Christmassy, so it's fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then other than that, the, the like, the other shopping or clothing item that I really liked was, like, the Spanish shoes. Because um, if you, like, buy Spanish-made shoes here in Australia, they're, like, $500. So <laughs> I found this really nice pair that I loved. They're 145 euros, and I was like, oh, it still, like, converts to, like, 230 ish dollars like i don't spend that much money on shoes usually but then i was like but i'm only here once they're really well made if i'm to get them in australia they're going to be 500 dollars. let's just do it so uh, i got them too <laughs> oh, so cool that's so great i would yeah. never have thought to go to a secondhand shop and yeah i just thought of it when i was there i'm like no this is actually a smart idea i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah why not yeah. We, we do it here so yeah Cool. Takes off shopping to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. I'll be quick with mine because it's easily the most boring of the three of us, <laughs> which is just that uh, interest rates have gone up, which we've talked about, but a lot of accounts still don't pay that interest. So I'm talking about like savings accounts that never adjusted up. I'm talking about brokers that still don't pay interest because they, when interest rates fell, they used to offer interest, but now they've just never spoken about it again. Yeah. Cash management accounts that are linked to brokers, robo-advisors, all sorts of things. Yeah. often don't pay any interest at all. So I said before that basically interest rates have gone from zero to 3%. Um, and if you have your money in one of their bank accounts, they're the ones that are earning that 3%. So there's 100% profit for them. That's often part of the company's business model, holding <laughs> yeah, that it. cash and making the interest and not paying it to you. Yeah. So that's why a lot of these brokers are making fat profits, even if the stock market's down. So I would say, take your money out of there, put it in a savings account. Um, and even if you have a lot of cash and you like that, um, maybe even think about TDs, like term deposits, and it, like maybe this will be my tip next month, but it might even be time to start thinking about locking in term deposits if you are um, that way inclined. Obviously, there are other ways you can get your frills, which we'll talk about on different shows coming up. But yeah, it may even be time to start thinking about that because if you think about locking in with your mortgage interest rates when they're low, that's a good thing, like you did, Kate. But then when interest rates go up, you also want to lock in 
term deposits, right? So you want to play both ways. Yeah. So keep that in mind. But just at the, in the meantime, immediately right now, think, where is my most cash and am I getting the right interest rate for that? We've done a lot of episodes recently on that. Go and check it out. Like my broker ain't paying me nothing. So I am moving. Yeah. I only move money into my cash management account when I'm ready to buy something. Yep. Like it. Um, and so just as general housekeeping news, things that we've got behind the scenes, obviously Money and Chill is our very relaxed episode for the month, which is great to have Monique back for Money and Chill. Um, it is we are hosting an event. Turns out it's about this time next month. Uh, and, you know, next month, December, we are Friday night. We're having everyone in town. We're going to be doing an in-person event, 250 people. It's going to be heaps of like show bags and things for people to take away. It's going to be drinks, canapes, and all of the people that you know from whether it's social media or podcasts are going to be there. So it's going to be a heap of fun. And if you can't make it to Melbourne, I actually got a message before on uh, our Insta DMs or my Insta DM saying from a farmer saying that they're thrilled that we're doing an event and we've got a live stream. So if you're not in Melbourne, you can't make it, but come on, get down here. Um, if you can't make it, there's going to be a live stream option. And basically the way it's going to work is it'll start at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. So it's like one of those watch parties with friends. Uh, check it out. It'll be on the Rask uh, YouTube channel. And from there, you will get the full live stream like we have in person. So you'll get some bad jokes probably from me. You'll get one of Kate's interviews, which will be fantastic. But what happens is when we have a break for 45 minutes, you will also get some of the best ideas. So there'll be like people pitching stocks. There will be um, some people like guessing what next year's big thematic ETF will be. Uh, There's going to be heaps of cool tips and tricks in there in the break. So what I wouldn't be surprised if everyone who's attending goes back and watches it anyway, because the live stream will be probably more valuable than in person. But hey, if you're in Melbourne, come down to the event. Uh, some of the names that I can mention, I think I can mention names. I think yeah. it's fair. So we'll have uh, the guys from Equity Mates will be interviewing Lee Matthews, who's an AFL legend live on stage. Um, I'm hoping Kate will be interviewing uh, Victoria Devine, the founder of She's and the Money. Uh, we'll have a panel, hopefully with uh, Matt from Aussie Firebug. We'll have uh, Investor Queenie, Tash Invests, uh, Jess from She's and the Money as well. Uh, I'll be interviewing a, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Sam Hupert, who is the co-founder of ProMedicus, probably Australia's best performing tech company over the past 15 years. So he's coming to the event um, and it'll be heaps of fun. I don't think he's ever done anything like that. So then during the break, we'll have um, presentations from the likes of Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool, um, the guys at GlobalX, uh, Danielle Ecuye, so many people presenting at the event. It's going to be heaps of fun. Uh, thanks to our sponsors and everyone that's come on board for that. Uh, there'll be more information about them and what they're doing for the event as well in coming days. So jump on there. It's the RASC Media website. If you just Google RASC event, it will come up. It's $39 a ticket, super cheap. That includes canapes and drinks. Have I missed anything? The date. The date. I think it's December 9th, if I'm not yes. mistaken. So December 9th, which is a Friday night, the doors open at 5 p.m., for the event to start at 6 p.m. So you, if you are in Melbourne CBD, this is where it is located. We're not giving the exact location out uh, unless you have a ticket, which is very simple to get. You just buy one um, because we're, you know, <laughs> there will be a lot of people rocking up to a location, uh, but you can just live stream it if you can't make it to the actual venue. But it's in, within walking distance of all the tram, uh, trams, trains, um, you know, Ubers, 
car parks, all that sort of stuff in Melbourne CBD. So check it out. It's going to be heaps of fun. I'm treating it like our- Christmas party. Christmas party. <laughs> yep. Nice. So- and some all-star uh, speakers and presenters on the night. So come on down. It'll be a bit of fun. Uh, Evan Lucas will be there. Mind over money if you liked his book. It's going to be Glenn James. I haven't even mentioned Glenn James from My Millennial Money. We'll be doing the icebreaker at the start of the show. So, so many like awesome people uh, in one room. I'm sure I've missed so many people, but uh, it's going to be heaps of fun. So get on down. Well, ladies, it's great to have you back for Money and Chill. We've got a special one that remains for the end of the year, which will be the Christmas edition. Hopefully, we can get all dressed up <laughs> and it'll be a bit of fun. Uh, and yeah, if you have any uh, questions or you want to reach out to us, be sure to uh, use the the thing that says ask a question on the RASC website so you can send us a, a question. Um, and you can also reach out to us uh, via the contact pages on the RASC websites. But if you just Google RASC event, you'll find all the information there. You can buy two tickets to, per person, like per order, just because we're trying to stop people buying so many tickets that not everyone gets one. So check it out. It'll be live streamed. It's going to be heaps of fun. And that's it for Money and Chill. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, ladies. I really appreciate it. Monique, welcome back. And thank Thank you. you. Great to be back. And Kate Campbell, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.